The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. movies and ebooks i'm craig wade and i'm brian allen delaney and it is episode 137 whoa <laughs> <laughs> whoa I don't know i don't know if that was wayne's world or the muppets <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of both uh so what's new with you brian uh not too much you know just enjoying life in quarantine oh yeah Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Catching up on some movies and stuff I've never seen before. Like? Uh, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, really? That's a relevant movie, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Was it good? Dude, that movie was, like, Brutal as shit. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of avoided it because of that, but I probably should watch it. Is it streaming on something? Uh, no. Hmm. All right. My, my wife was like, we should do a double feature, 12 Years a Slave and then Amistad. And I was like, no, can yeah, we not? That, yeah, that's a <laughs> rough double feature. I forgot. Uh, we we put something in between it that was like a comedy. I don't remember. We didn't do Amistad, though. No. Um, uh, I also, oh, Palm Springs. I watched oh, that. I did, too. I loved it. Yeah, I did, I did as well. It was um, it was really funny, but it was also less of a comedy than I was expecting. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It you know, dark. like, I guess, I guess. All right. All right. Maybe let me, let me rephrase that. Less of like a lonely Island comedy than I was expecting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it wasn't hot rod or pop star or anything like that. It was, it was just a solid comedy. Right. Um, that I wouldn't say was like, it had some over the top moments, but it wasn't like, you know, yeah, Hot it had rod. a real dark middle. <laughs> huh? It had a real dark middle section. You know, the yeah. second act was because like, I mean, it's like it, it's exactly how you think it would be in that sort of situation where you go into like basically an existential crisis. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how long. I guess I won't. We'll do it off mic because it's a major. Spoiler. I mean, we're not going to cover it. Spoilers. How, <laughs> how long? <laughs> That's was... a spoiler for later in the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like um, there were some little subtle things, right? That I think means he was in it for a long time. No, oh, yeah. I mean, when it starts, like, his spirit was already broken. <laughs> yeah, but I think he was in it for a long Because, like, if you go by Groundhog Days, right? Um, somebody did the math once and calculated he was there for like 10,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> like in Groundhog Day. Um, because, like, there was that montage or whatever of him getting good at stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's you know you take ten thousand hours, quote unquote, to be yeah, good at something, all, all right? But there was a lot of little subtle things Andy Samberg's character was really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know what I mean? That that means he was probably there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I, oh, I guess if anybody doesn't know, it's basically romantic comedy Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, but Groundhog Day was also romantic comedy Groundhog yeah. Day. Yeah. I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I Fine, like... it's just Groundhog Day. I like that the fact that Groundhog Day's plot has become a trope for a film. Yeah, because you know? like, that was a unique idea. Yeah, and now it's just like, you know, and how they explain it in this, you know, it's <laughs> one of them infinite time loot situations. <laughs> but yeah, I liked it. It's free on Hulu, so check it yeah. out. Like, uh, If you have Hulu. You want to do we always do that. It's free on Shutter if you spend the ten dollars a month for Shutter. Yeah, but I mean Shutter. A lot more people have Hulu than Shutter. Yeah, I get Hulu free through my uh, cell phone provider. Who's your provider? Uh, Sprint. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I have Sprint, and they don't give me shit. You there's there's actually a thing you can look at and see what kind of deals you can get oh, just really? by being Sprint customer. This podcast is no way affiliated with Sprint. Yeah, but Hulu is super cheap anyway. It's like five it's like bucks a month. Bucks. Uh, yeah, whatever. Still, it's seven dollars yeah. or whatever. I don't have to spend. That is true. I'm gonna definitely. Spend. That's a burrito. That is a burrito. That's a good burrito too. Yeah, taking free birds. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, since last episode, I watched the Mandela Effect. Also How was on it? Hulu. <laughs> How was it? Uh I've already forgotten it. Uh, see, I was going to say you, you had an excuse. I like, know I didn't set you up for a like I don't remember. Yeah, or I don't remember like that. watching the Mandela Effect. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, how was it though? I've heard I, like okay, so I frequent the Mandela subreddit, um, the one about Nelson Mandela. But sometimes uh, people get confused and post Mandela Effect posts. Um, <laughs> but but people actually have talked about how it's a good representation of the Mandela effect, it's which a, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't believe is a real thing. No, it's people misremembering things. Yeah. Although the only one that really trips me up is the Bernstein Bears. That's like the only one. I don't remember it being Berenstain. Like, well, I think it's just because everybody pronounced it like Berenstein, because who in their right mind has the last name Berenstain? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really like I've done, I, I've, I've asked my wife some like random ones, especially like, like magic mirror on the wall. Right. Cause everybody says mirror, mirror on the wall mm-hmm. in snow white, but I had never even seen snow white until like probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it wasn't like ingrained in my head, except for what I hear people mis- misquote it. But I've done the, uh, and like asked my wife a bunch of like especially like disney or old movie related ones and she always remembers the right way you know i was like what does she say when she's looked in the mirror and she's like magic mirror on the wall and it's like oh okay it's just because everybody (laughs) says mirror mirror that one's kind of like luke i am your father you know yeah it's like and it's just that one's because like tommy out of context (laughs) just saying no no i am am your father doesn't make any sense yeah uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Re- I don't really uh, freak out about Mandela effects. But as far as the, you the should. movie, yeah, you should. We're in a simulation. Um, <laughs> but as far as the movie goes, um, it was. I think you'd like it. I don't think you'd think me it's a specifically good mo- yeah, or you, the audience. You specifically. Uh, okay. I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it's fun. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know how like we don't. No, always I, like I like good some movies. shit. Yeah, I mean it's fun. He just like, you know, there's there's a problem and it's like a glitch in the matrix type movie, and yeah. so it is. Um, it's fun. I would recommend watching it if you like uh, 
not if you like, you know, films like Primer, like that's like kind of almost hard sci-fi. Primer's so good. Yeah, and I would say that Primer's a good pop hard sci-fi movie. Yeah, I would consider Primer hard sci-fi. Yeah, even though it really doesn't get into a lot of the equations and stuff like that, but yeah, they, but it's it's harder than like Star Trek. Yeah, um, yeah. So this isn't like that, but this is almost like a horror film, um, but not not hard enough to be R rated. You know, I think it's PG thirteen. I could be wrong, but yeah. it seemed PG thirteen. Um, it's fun. I say watch it, but it's not good. Cool. <laughs> so, anyway, um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I have not really been doing much. Just yeah. lots of work. Work, yeah, work, me work. Either. I do have one bit of news that came like through the pipe, I think, yesterday, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of interesting just for like a movie industry type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix has actually just dropped their biggest budget for a fi- upcoming film ever. Right. Yeah. And it stars Ryan Goslin and Chris Evans and is directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. Like that's some, some like major pull there that, and it's like, it's just weird to me. It's like over $200 million that they're dropping, uh, which is like, wow. That's... Yeah. And, and it, and it's, it's just crazy to me that like, you know, a few years ago, people were basically like laughing at Netflix for having original content. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, well, Netflix is just a movie rental place. Why are they making their own shows and stuff? And then like at the last Academy Awards, they had more nominations than any other film company. Yeah. It's 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 kind of nuts to me, and I think it's really showing like a change in direction for the whole industry. Well, I mean, yeah, and the last Scorsese film also showed yeah. the same thing. Like it, that was like a two hundred million dollar movie, which yeah. is insane because it really wasn't that good. But that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what what's the name of that? The Gray Man. Yeah, the Gray Man. It's a, it's basically spy versus spy. Yeah. looks pretty, pretty good. I, I, I mean, like you said, the cast looks great. The directing looks, looks great. So yeah, we'll see how, how well that goes. Um, you know, what's kind of a bummer about Netflix programming in general, and this is something that my wife and I were talking about, uh, basically relentlessly because neither of us are huge into TV shows because, <laughs> It's the reason why your marriage is fractured. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The no, like neither of us are huge into TV shows because they require commitment and like to the show. And we literally only have like two hours at the end of the day. If even that, maybe an hour and a half where like everything else, it has to be kid friendly. And then, yeah. And so anyway, so like it's hard as shit to find movies now everything like good that people are raving about is all fucking tv shows and it's like oh my god like can we find anything that's not a tv show and i get it but at the same time it's like man but also this is a very first world problem to have it's super first world yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh there's too many good tv shows (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah. Oh, did but you... I, th- I think a lot of TV now, though, especially like, uh, you know, like the Netflix or Hulu originals, right, or the ones on HBO and stuff, 
are basically just long form movies. They are, but it's just also like, man, that who's got ten hours? Yeah, but <laughs> I do like that they're getting to be more limited series rather than TV shows. Yeah, I so. appreciate that too. I'd rather watch ten good episodes than thirty mediocres. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But then I guess there's some shows like Breaking Bad that had like six seasons of perfect television. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that. I would also lump Justified in there with it. It's so I still haven't watched it. It's actually on my list. I put it on my list because you keep nagging me. I'm not <laughs> nagging you. I just bring it up. I, it's so good, though. That's nagging, Craig. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, but also it's probably one of the last TV shows that I've been able to fully watch because since then it's all been you know that was right kelsey was pregnant with gwen at that time and so we had yeah. more time then <laughs> but uh but yeah it's really good i do think comparing it to breaking bad's probably disingenuous because it's more like there is a long story arc but every season has like shorter one you know so it's like dexter yes it's much more like dexter and formula but yeah. I don't know. It's good. I like it. Um, uh, what do you think about that new Friday the 13th box set for $160? Um, I am uh, concerned for Chris's wallet. He's not going to do that. <laughs> I, I know. I'd love I, I, to do it, but I can't justify it. I have all the movies. Yeah. No, I mean, it is kind of a... I mean, are there are there extras and stuff? Lots. Is it worth Lots. it? Lots of extras, and I think there's either two or three posters in there that are all originals. Um, and okay, so the last box set because I told I told Chris I was like, dude, you can get the old box set on DVD for twenty bucks, and he nice. was. It, but the thing is, is it leaves off at part eight. So then mm. there's part nine. You know, Jason goes to hell, and then there is Freddy versus Jason and Jason oh, X. Sorry. Disney X, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it leaves off on there, and I think the, the reason was because it's like a new line cinema started after that. Mm-hmm. So all the other ones were uh, the previous. I want to say it was Paramount, but I could be wrong. But That was it, like uh, like around the time where they were releasing like uh, Alien uh, Resurrection, right? And right before that, they, they made a trilogy box set Mm-hmm. And then uh, Resurrection came back, and then they made a quadrilogy box set, <laughs> and then now they have one with like Covenant and Prometheus and, and everything. Else. It's like, yeah, that's the. I think that's the danger of buying box sets. Yeah, double dip, double dips. Yeah, uh, but I say as I'm looking at my Nightmare on Elm Street one that came out after Freddy versus Jason, I believe, and doesn't include Freddy versus Jason. But I also don't consider Freddy versus Jason canon for either of them. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, an other worlds. I wish they had done the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash that they yeah. were planning on doing. Didn't they do it as a comic? Yeah, they did it as a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Man, speaking of which, there is in there didn't in there rumors again for a uh a sequel to Evil Dead, like the original canon. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, a, like another movie? Another movie uh, off of the original canon, but disregarding the TV show, which is somehow 
canon, but not canon. That that like universe is getting so splintered, fractured. Splintered, yeah. Um, because I hear that the 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 comics, because there's an Army of Darkness comic book mm-hmm. that also introduces a multiverse that I hear is actually canon too. You know, it's been a while since I watched Ash versus Evil Dead, and I never finished it. I need to go back and finish it, but it's been three years, I think, since yeah. I watched the season and a half. But I don't believe that Army of Darkness is canon with the show. <laughs> I, I really don't. I don't. I, if I'm thinking about it, I think he comes back just from the cabin, so it's almost like only part two exists because part yeah. one and part two don't have canon they, with each other. Are they like? Would it be? But like he comes I don't think so. I think someone else. I think it's canon with the films, but so not him. So, so it's like a rebooted cast, but new like episode three. Either that or someone else. It happening at the same time as that. Okay. Like, like it just happens again. Yeah, like he he sort of, sort of like the remake, kind of like it, but just older. And somehow, I, I don't know, man. That's like, like um, the new Terminator uh, disregarded everything after two. Um, and they straight up kill John Connor in it. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, did you ever like watch they, the Sarah, Sarah Connor's Chronicle? Uh, did I ever watch it? Uh-huh. Is that what you said? Yeah. I actually just recently watched it and it ends on a cliffhanger. Nice. Because it got canceled after two seasons. And it was a very interesting cliffhanger that I was very excited to see where it went. And there's no season three. Nice. I love it when that happens. Do you? No. Well, sort Say of this. the part of me that won't watch the show but laughs yeah. at other people. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. just want to see other people in pain. <laughs> no, not in pain. Frustration? Meh. <laughs> but uh but yeah so what else we got so, nothing uh, it feels like we're just stalling for time <laughs> well we are uh well coming up on the show we are since i didn't say it earlier we're reviewing the tv sh- <laughs> uh, we're reviewing the movie the platform on netflix and we're also joined by patrick c harrison the third uh, Chris Miller and Mike Innenbach, who collectively write as Cerberus. So, um, yeah, so we're they're going to join us in the review of that. And also, we're just prior to that, just going to have a discussion with them about who they are and what they do. And, you know, it, it's a pretty interesting show. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, we'll be right yeah, back. With them. It's, it's, it's great. Hi, we'll be right back. Alright, and we're back. We are joined by authors Chris Miller, Mike Innenbach, and Patrick C. Harrison the third. I like that Patrick has uh the longest and most like uh a regal regal name yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the most pretentious thing i've ever seen <laughs> yeah i think all the all the cover artists complain about it <laughs> having to squeeze it on those covers yeah well that does actually make sense <laughs> so you guys have a brand new podcast 
sort of, or video cast that's on YouTube, right? Yeah, right. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> you want to? I don't, know, I don't know if I call it a podcast. We're just kind of making videos, really. Yeah, I mean we're we're just kind of talking, and we put it out. So <laughs> I'd call it <laughs> something. Do you prefer podcast or vlog? <laughs> what's not, which one's less douchey <laughs> no, oh no they're they're both equally douchey <laughs> yeah, yeah we call it a plog <laughs> a plog a pl- <laughs> but yeah so how'd you guys how'd you guys find each other i'll put it that way craigslist <laughs> it's amazing what you can find at a Craigslist orgy. I mean, Chris came in and he was wearing a cow suit, and the udders just ejaculated KY jelly everywhere. And I was like, I think I might be in well, love. One, one one of them was not an udder. Yeah, that was Patrick. That was, that That's was how I met guy. Patrick. <laughs> yeah, Patrick found it. I guess. I guess uh, we didn't even. In, man, this this uh, podcast is very professional. We didn't even introduce which one of y'all are which one. So y'all want to <laughs> go ahead and say uh, introduce yourselves real quick so people know whose voice is who. I'm Chris Miller. I'm another guy. <laughs> another guy. I called it. Patrick. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, when you hear the country toying, it's Patrick C. Harrison. There. Yeah, if you can't understand it, it's Patrick. Yeah. If it sounds very sarcastic, it's so Mike, and if it sounds no more clarity to who there we are is. now than when we started this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no. If anything, it's worse. We, yeah, we didn't resolve anything there. <laughs> so, so okay, so y'all found each other on a combination of Craigslist and back pages, and yeah. so. <laughs> I think if you want the real story, yes, well met on Facebook. Oh, I mean, it's that simple. And we turned out to all kind of live within basically a hundred mile radius of each other. So kind of made it easy for us to get together. Well, cool. So did you know them? Uh, so Patrick, you, you know, you uh, co-run Death's Head Press. Did, and yeah. both of them have been uh, been published by Death's Head Press. Did you know them before uh, they were published or No. No, um, I actually met Chris through his agent at the time, uh, brought him to our attention, and that's how we got his first book. And then I, Mike and I kind of go back and forth on which of, which one of us friend requested each other, but... Um, you are not pretty enough for me to a friend request. Yeah, I think that was my line last time. Yeah, it was. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, "My God, it's the truth." I don't. I don't friend request anyone without tips. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, that, that that doesn't make Mike excluded. Yeah, come on. I mean, Jesus. Chris has bigger tits than you, though. Oh yeah, yeah. but they're mine are hairier. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick sent me a request. Okay. So basically what happened was Patrick was looking to pimp his books. He sent me a friend request. Then suddenly after he realized that I was writing the whole time, he gave me the opportunity to put together a collection, which turned out to be notches. Once Notches came out and I was a writer with Death's Head Press, that's how Chris and I ended up meeting because we had that in common. And 
next thing you know, five or six drunken orgies later, we were like, let's do a book. <laughs> Pretty much. I like to think that uh, that y'all were writing during those said orgies. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Half of incident at Barrow Farm was written on Chris's back well, and not in pen. I'm telling you that, that it was absolute hell for the editor. It really was. <laughs> right. but, you know, try typing when all this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very fluid process. <laughs> Lots of fluid, that's for sure. I'm sorry, this has been derailed. Yeah, we just all met up, and then one day we decided we lived close enough together that we'd go out for drinks, and while we were doing it, we brought up the idea of writing together, and next thing you know, we were Cerberus. Well, a day later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That. that seems uh day. We had to file the paperwork. This this very reminiscent to Jared telling the story about how Death's Head Press came about. <laughs> it was just yeah, like, it really is. Yeah. Hey, you want you want to start publishing something? Sure. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Here's the paperwork. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Man. It's like uh just stumbling into success over and over. Huh? Uh, well, well we're stumbling. stumbling somewhere. We haven't quite <laughs> yeah. found success yet. Well. No. <laughs> so, all right. So, <laughs> Brian, you look like you wanted to talk. Oh, no. I was just going to say, because you guys mentioned that uh, y- you all live kind of close together, right? But I know, Mike, you're from Illinois, right? So yes, what sir. brought you to Texas? Oof. Uh, in Illinois for half the year, it's frozen. So all you can do is drink. So all I did was drink. And I realized that if I didn't get the hell away from there, that's probably how I was going to die too. All right. (laughs) A little more somber of an answer than I was expecting. (laughs) Right. I'm deep. (laughs) That is deep. No levity there. Uh (laughs) But I was just curious because like the, the, uh, you know, Every other one of us on this call right here, we're all like born and raised in Texas, right? So right. It's, just, it's just interesting that we have, you know, five people on one interview. They're from Texas, you know, awesome. in the, That's because in Texas the is a scene. powerhouse. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we're turned into a mecca of horror literature. Yeah, yes. that is actually pretty true. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, you just you just were uh, part of an anthology of all Texas writers. Uh, what was the name of that? Yeah, um, Roadkill, uh, Texas Horror by Texas Authors, Volume Four. Yeah, yeah, I knew I wouldn't wouldn't have gotten that right. Like, I, I yeah, that was that Hellbound Books. That's actually a really good anthology and sold really well. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I just uh, I haven't bought it as of yet. I will buy it. I basically end up buying everything. <laughs> so, or you will, Craig. Which is why I got a TBR uh, pile that's insane. Last time I looked, I have over 300 unread Kindle books. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not like the fastest reader. But it Guys, does- <laughs> you, want, you want to know what a book nerd I am? I keep all my books on an Excel file like a uh, library list and I've got like 1900 something books. Oh yeah. That's yeah. pretty. But do you have on the Excel sheet, like what shelf and stuff they're located on? Not yet. I just moved. 
Not so they, I, I plan yeah. on putting them all in alphabetical order, but I, I haven't gotten to that point. Yeah. I, Mike and Chris are supposed to come help me with that. As soon as you do it by alphabetical <laughs> order, you're going to kick yourself by not doing it by like uh, subject. Genre? Yeah, genre. Yeah. Like I have a bunch of like music nerd books and stuff too, and they're all on a shelf right now just thrown on there because we just moved recently. And my wife thinks I'm nuts because I want to go through and do them by uh, Library of Congress number. Is that weird? Yeah, that's stupid. Yes, that's weird. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's weird. That's extremely weird. Yeah. Wow. I thought Patrick was weird, but Jesus, man. Well, Thank you. Mine are, mine are just scattered on a shelf in no order, and I'm like, where the fuck did that book go? Like, over and over and over. And so... Yeah, I guess the Library of Congress is better than that, but it's it also kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> The only thing that's going through my head is Conan the Librarian from UHF. Yes. The decimal system. <laughs> <laughs> Weird out. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. And that's why we're Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answer makes sense. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, uh, y'all want to tell us about Cerberus Rising? Yeah. <laughs> Go, Mike. <laughs> like, the thing about that uh, is... We Chris and I had talked quite a bit before roping Patrick into it that we wanted to do a back-and-forth kind of collection of stories. Approach. Patrick can be hard to approach until you get past that scowl. That's, that's right. why... True. And he won't agree to anything. So he'll sit there and he'll be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. But he never says, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so finally, we did. Vaseline. You can't yeah. discover committing to things means you're committed to something. Exactly. <laughs> so we got him drunk at the roundabout in Rockwall and made him agree that, yeah, this would be a great idea if we do this and we'll do prompts and everything and. Then suddenly we each had to pull a prompt out of our ass and write a novelette for it. Oh, that's pretty cool. And we, we need to throw out throw out a, a shout to Brad Tierney because he's actually yes, the sir. one that came up with our name, uh, Cerberus. That's true. We had a picture of the three of us on Facebook, and he posted in the comments Cerberus, and that's where we got our name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another Absolutely. name the next that just day. the next day. That's yeah. why we were named Cerberus yeah. the next day. Yep. That's another it's thing that just <laughs> so, fell so into is, it, is Cerberus Rising going to be like, is, is it one narrative or is it a short story? You said novella. Is it just three separate novella ideas? It's uh, three prompts and we each wrote a novelette to go along with it. So it's actually mm -hmm. so it's three prompts, nine stories, three from okay. each of us, our own takes on the prompts. Okay, yeah. so I, I was going to ask because it's like, more of a theme than a prompt. Okay, okay. So it, I was going to ask because like collaboration in a written context can be so weird, you know, because it's like, do you take turns doing like sort of chapter by chapter? Do you each kind of write a character? And so it, it's just it's strange to me, <laughs> kind of approaching yeah. a yeah, literary. I, I don't project. know. If I don't know if I could do a collaboration, honestly. Just the idea of it stresses me out, having to try and keep the same form as someone else or trying mm -hmm. to edit their work whenever they might think that was the greatest line ever and I think it's shit, you know, and <laughs> just having to keep track of each other's ideas. I'm not sure I could do it. Yeah. I come but from I, more I, of a poetry background, so I've done quite a few 
collaborative pieces that way. So I guess I find it easier to maybe chameleon myself into somebody else's style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Chris and I are working on one together where we're actually doing full collaboration, but it's going to uh, be more of a back and forth type deal. Yeah, we've each got a character uh, we're writing, and then, and, and, and assuming we go forward the same way as we have been, uh, you know, we each rewrite each other. You know, so he'll make a pass through my section, and I'll make a pass through his, cleaning it up or you know, rewording it the way I might have said it to try to make it one cohesive voice rather than obviously two different writers. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's cool. Now, does kind of <laughs> kind of uh, mind boggling too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was actually who was it? It was Stuart Keen and. God, Matt Hickman, they wrote a book a few years back. You remember that, Brian? Where yeah. they each wrote a character, did this the same type deal. And it actually, uh, the thing that we found is that there was no, obviously there were different points of view from characters and stuff, but it, it seemed really cohesive. Uh, yeah, I remember I, being impressed by that. What was it? It was called Gemini. It was really good, but uh, yeah, they did the same. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, now, now, Chris, does Mike make you write on a purple typewriter as well, or is that just for him? <laughs> no, that that's just for him. That's and it's gray. Oh, it's gray. Oh, I, some... it's gray. I, uh, he wanted a purple one, then backed out. I'll just pull up the Hank's writer app that makes it sound and look like a uh, typewriter, and I'll. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I... If I need that thick, and that was a free app, so. <laughs> well that's and i can export it <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is always <laughs> it's got to be a bitch whenever he's got to scan his <laughs> edit it <laughs> no but that's cool though like there is something about writing on a, a typewriter that that's super cool i i know i'd fuck the first word up and be like ah <laughs> <laughs> well they've got corrective tapes yeah yeah uh, my, my game plan is I want to do a full collection of poetry on it, but I'm just going to go back and I'm going to X out any mistakes I make. And I want to have that included in there. Oh, I want cool. it to just be as raw as possible. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Are you, you going to scan the pages instead of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> instead of rewriting. Yeah. You, I like that. Uh, what You actually recently had a po- poetry collection. Uh, what was the title of that again? Uh, Unpoetic came out last year and Unfettered comes out in like, God, I think three weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, it, it's poetry. You know what I mean? It goes out to the same seven people. It's not like it's 1845 and there's some rich man who wants me to live in his villa and have sex with his wife. No, just kind of pathetic and depressing. I mean, let's just be honest about it. You know what I mean? Well, Bukowski never got rid. Yeah, even no. at, well, I was going to say even at its height, didn't most poets die penniless? Yeah, <laughs> I, he was rich, rich in life experience. There you go. Yeah, Just, he wrote all of his poetry blackout drunk, and he threw half of it away the next day. I think I'm doing all right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, are you like uh, you have like an absinthe addiction yet? <laughs> oh God! You know, I used to make it. 
There really? was uh, an apothecary in Arlington that sold like wormwood and everything. So I bought a bottle of Pernod and I put it in the cheesecloth and I kept it out of light for six months and it tasted like shitty wine. <laughs> and that's how you went blind. <laughs> and that, that was masturbation. That's chronic. I'm doing it right now. Harry Palms in and Bach. That's me. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so, um, Chris and Mike, like I know that your splatter western books, um, you know, Dust and Hunger on the Chisholm Trail are kind of interconnected. Going back to the whole collaboration thing, um, the the main character James D from Dust makes an appearance in Hunger on the Chisholm Trail. Um, right. Was that like obviously that was something you, you planned out? But did you know, like? Did you have from the start that it was going to be the character from Dust, like making his debut? And I, I how did can't work remember. Out? I can't remember exactly, but Mike and I pretty much started writing our westerns at the same time, and we were talking a lot, uh, sharing stuff back and forth. And I can't remember at one point. Maybe Mike does. Uh, one of us said, "You know, hey, it'd be cool if we had a little crossover here. Uh, you know, the events, you know, can be harkened back to or whatever." And, uh, but I think I'd already created James D at that point. <clears throat> and, uh, and so he just took what he had read of that, inserted it into that, uh, small part of his book. And then I had James remember coming across Carl later, but yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, whenever I read a book and there's some kind of crossover or it's just got some kind of Easter egg like that, it just kind of. As a reader, it feels good, like you discovered something, like you got to yeah. share something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this being my first novel coming out and everything, and I, Chris and I had, God, we bonded nearly immediately once we really started talking. When you let the uh, Facebook bravado go away and you're just two people, and I was like, well, how I, I don't mind being associated with this guy. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he sends me a lot of masturbation videos, but I ask him. <laughs> they are not unsolicited. This is really bad timing for that joke. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> is... that was why I had that timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, note to self, edit this entire podcast. <laughs> Release your intro of, oh, fuck, and then that's it. One <laughs> <laughs> Five, four, three, two, off. Oh, fuck this. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so, any plans to return to uh, splatter westerns, or was this one and done for each of y'all? Like, I just, I literally just finished. Uh, without spoilers for people who haven't read it, a story that or. About 10,000 words, so I guess a novelette that follows Hase, Ola, and River after the events of Hunger. It shows what happens with them. That's awesome. And I've got another short with Carl and about 50,000 ideas for other books for him. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I actually mentioned in our review that I wanted to see more from him. Yeah. Like it, it seemed like a, uh, I think I called him something like a, like a Western Mad Max or something like that. <laughs> you definitely did. Actually, you guys gave me, I was having an issue and it was your podcast that helped me through it because you'd mentioned that it was almost better that he's not the center of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd been trying to shoehorn him in there, but he's not the center. 
He's yeah. he's the flashy guy that comes through, and I was like, oh my god, everything clicked after that. So thank you too. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> we'll be expecting writer credit, but <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, uh, but like that, that, I think it works really well like that because because it is sort of like you know, Mad Max may get the the title of the movie right, but he's not the main character. No, I've watched Fury Road ten thousand times, and Max doesn't even really speak until what an hour into it. Yeah, and then even I mean, then, he's only got like five lines. <laughs> right, he was gross. not the center of that at all. It was great, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what what about you, Chris? Are you planning on I, doing more western? I am. Uh, I there's a lot of uh, mythos and opportunity there with James D. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since it's established he'd been there seven years. So there's all sorts of uh, material there to do. So I haven't landed on any one thing, uh, but uh, I do plan to do that again one of these days. Um, I'm also going to work on a just a straight Western, not a, oh, not nice. a horror one. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, this one not, to have- not to say too much, but several of these splatter Westerns are going to kind of come together. Nice. Nice. In a in a somewhat at least that's the plan and a somewhat collaborative uh work because it's an ambitious plan we we've both been talking about that on the two that we've reviewed uh that it would be cool for you know these worlds to kind of collide and and stuff we want to see more some of these characters like that in general you know i'm a fan of not that these are novellas these are novels but they're they're on the shorter side um and I'm a fan of short novels, but I also don't want to see the world end. <laughs> you know, their world's end. I also don't want to see the real world end. But that's, that's another thing. I, I think the shorter, a short novel to a long novella is a perfect length for like a pulpy type story yeah. because you don't overstay your welcome. Yeah, yeah. That, that actually, you know, I love Stephen King's writing, but that deters me. I haven't. I've probably read eight of his books now, but. Uh, I've I've read a lot more of his short stories than his actual novels, uh, because it's a commitment to be like, oh god, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and invest 900 pages into this, and it may be hit or miss. So, I, <laughs> well, it's yeah. usually especially the and then miss, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at the end. Yeah, the bottom just falls right out of it. He's the most impressive. He's like, I'm gonna make millions anyway. Just here. <laughs> Stevie's Coke supplies I'm run tired. out, so the book's over. He's mailing it in. Yeah, he'd be like the most impressive, yet also like worst scored gymnast ever because he just always <laughs> fucks up the dismount and just breaks both ankles at, at the end. Yeah. Spinning, spinning, spinning. His books are like the uh, coronavirus graph, except this. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. <laughs> Flatten the curve, Stephen. Flatten the curve. Flatten it. Damn it. Dean Koontz oh is just trying God. on wigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Patrick, when are we going to see a uh, Splatter Western out of you? I know that the whole the Splatter Western imprint off of uh, DHP is like, your brainchild so when are we gonna see one from you yeah i think it's gonna probably be late september we're gonna have christine morgan's coming out probably the end of this month which is july uh see Derek miller the end of august and then mine will be 
hopefully into September. Nice, nice. Dude, this is this is pretty awesome. Now you speaking of you and Christine, y'all have a book together coming out very soon, but I don't know when that means. <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually gonna be in the next couple of days. We're just kind of waiting on KDP is kind of slow right now, so we're just basically waiting on them. But yeah, in the, in the next uh, couple of days, you're gonna have some body horror visceral yes. by myself and Christine Morgan. Yeah, that looks awesome. And it's nine stories or. <clears throat> Uh, it's eight short stories, four by each of us. Again, I don't, I haven't done the collaboration thing. It's just, I, I basically said to Christine, "Hey, you got some body horror? We'll throw throw together a collection." She said, "Hell yeah, I got some body horror." So, <laughs> <laughs> we've both worked in the healthcare industry, and yeah, I think that contributes to why our stories are so visceral. You know, we write such good body horror, lots of bloods and guts. We know the correct terminology and all that, and um. That's kind of what gave me the idea for that. She yeah. ran with it. We both put together some great stories. Yeah. It's always good to have like the correct terminology because if not, uh, I've seen just like a lot of just like, oh yeah, viscous guts were there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> His insides were on the outsides. <laughs> I think I've actually read that one before. <laughs> I think that was Cronenberg's entire pitch for every movie he's made. <laughs> hey, don't bash Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's awesome. Uh, so, do you guys have anything to push before we uh, get into our review of the platform, which you guys are also going to be reviewing with us? Well, I, I just want to say we need we need to all thank Chris for being here because he's committing a mortal sin by missing mass today. Oh. Oh, shit. Yes. So he is damned to hell. Yeah, forever. Well, yeah. go to confession <laughs> later. It's fine. No, I called Jesus last night. We talked for four hours about it. <laughs> He's pretty pissed. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He emailed me. He emailed yeah. me. He was walking across the river and he sunk like a half an inch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Well, and, and if I could also make a uh, public apology, Craig, while we're while we're on air here. I, um, you know, I put out some unverified information on how to cure COVID-19 and the Facebook police, <laughs> the Facebook police called me on it. Yeah, I, I, apparently, I apparently cannibalism uh, has not been proven to prevent COVID-19. So I just want to apologize. But has it been disproven? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. More research is needed. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, so, I'm going to, I have one or two pushes then. Visceral is freaking phenomenal. It I, is absolutely amazing. I've gotten to read it and Patrick is way too nice to say how great it is. The book is fucking awesome. Everybody needs to get that right away. And I want to thank Chris and Patrick. They did the forward and afterward for my new poetry collection when it comes out. So you get to see Cerberus in action another time soon too nice nice yeah well uh chris you got anything to that you'd like keep an eye out for uh cerberus rising some of the best writing any of the three of us have done i I really believe that so it's gonna be amazing yeah awesome 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 well we will be right back after this with our review of the platform 
All right, we're back. We're talking the platform. And here's a quick summary. A vertical prism with one cell per level, two people per cell, only one food platform and two minutes per day to feed from up to down. An endless nightmare trapped in the hole. That's it. I tried yeah. to add a little bit of, uh, you know, little bravado on the hole. But, it was yeah. kind of scary. All right, so this, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is uh, directed by Galdar Gastelurizia. I would be, uh, I'm a betting man, and I think I pronounce that 100% correct. <laughs> Your Castilian is flawless. <laughs> Am I from Spain? Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is a Spanish horror movie i guess you'd consider it horror it's a weird film it's horror it's yeah an it's allegory <laughs> really yeah. no wait a minute genre. it wasn't real that wasn't a documentary <laughs> no it should be it should be a documentary it should be. Yeah. <laughs> of course it should yeah. comrade patrick <laughs> 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 so I guess for for people who are unfamiliar with the film, because I mean it's still fairly new, right? It came out in like March, <laughs> but um, it is basically like I don't know, trickle down economics, the movie, right? <laughs> See, <laughs> I called it a communist it. cube. See, <laughs> communist cube, <laughs> isn't it though? <laughs> well, it is so much like the cube. It reminded me of the cube. Yeah, that's it, my first thought was, oh my god, like it just didn't have the cool effects. Yeah, but it was a better film. Trickle down's a good. Oh, uh, way better. Trickle down's a good uh, point, but but then uh, like what is it? Once a month they get switched around, yeah. so it's it's you know kind of you might have been living high, but now you're totally screwed. That's that's the whims of the free market economy. So it's like the <laughs> yeah, it's a turbulent market. market. Totally. <laughs> um, no, and I keep hearing this, and except maybe... that the government was decided. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. I never thought about that part of it. <clears throat> but it seemed to have been uh, moved around randomly, right? For no, like, no reason at all. Like, no merits for what who was on top and who was on bottom. But, yeah. It was, I don't know, it was an interesting premise uh, for, for a movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, one thing I liked about it, okay, if this movie was a little less gross... It really wouldn't be that great oh. of a movie. <laughs> like, I so, like the fact that it, it really kind of went there in a lot of, uh, you know, the people uh, on the floors above you just like just shit and all over your food and stuff. And it's like, oh, wow. Wow. We're doing this. You know, um, can I just say, like, b before before you even get into, like, you know, people shitting on each other or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it grossed me out just because I don't like watching people eat. Well, yeah, I hate oh, there it. There were some and gross eating scenes. Yeah, this movie was like sixty percent eating, <laughs> animalistically yeah. eating. Yeah, shitty. people <laughs> eating with their hands. Yeah, like spaghetti with their watch. hands. Oh, yeah. They, they really should have yeah, set them I, up with I a nice the popcorn during this movie. <laughs> How deep into spoilers do we get? Uh, I was gonna say we should probably. We usually don't uh, spoiler that much whenever it's like a new film. Um, I mean, if, you know, if, if it's something we absolutely have to say, we'll give a, an alert or something or sometimes on accident afterwards. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so, I wasn't uh, too pleased with the ending anyway. Okay. Me either. Yeah. yeah, the ending seems... And I changed it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure they could have done it too many other different ways. I think it was probably the right ending, but I still didn't enjoy it. No, yeah. like, the only other way is to do, like... I was thinking about that as well. Like, a cube ending where he gets out, but he's just in a bigger platform. You know? Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, right. we've seen that. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that as well. You know, though, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was missing something because... Y'all mentioned this, and a friend of mine who was like, I like that movie, but it's straight-up commie propaganda, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I literally, and I realized that, you know, he, like, divvied it up, you know, uh, at points. His idea was to divvy it up so that everyone could get some, and that is, you know, kind of beating you over the head with it. But I totally suspended disbelief and didn't really even notice it until afterward. Like, so yeah, know, that, it's, that it's, never even occurred to me until you just now said that. That it was, oh, like, that it was so heavy handed. Yeah, it was all yeah, about it, it, if you just follow the narrative of it that you know, well, you're a communist, so it obviously it occurs to you. <laughs> who owns the communist manifesto? <laughs> who has it? Thanks to who? I have 1,900 books, thank you. Oh, God. oh God. I'm, I'm past that. 1,900 books, I've read three. Carl's book in there. Do what? Which number is Carl's on your little Excel? <laughs> number one. <laughs> I, figured, I figured it was number one. Number one combat. Uh-huh. And highlighting. Yeah. Well, what my I- biggest problem with the movie was I did feel like it completely. I understood, but the whole the beating you over the face with the capitalism, and then the only way to survive is to live with the communist ideal was oh my god. See, like if it was less heavy-handed, I would have probably been okay with it. But mm. well, I think it still showed that even the, the communist side in the end was mostly ineffective because they still didn't have anything when they got to the bottom. See, I like, mean, they had that one little pie or whatever. Yeah, that that's what I got from it. So like it, it, it wasn't it wasn't like here's the right answer. This is just as bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I didn't notice. Like I think I would have like woken up to it. Uh, if it was like, you know, see, we've defeated the platform and everyone like right. rejoiced or something. <laughs> well, that's, why the guy, that's why the guy like walks off and he's like, no, I'd rather be dead. Screw this. <laughs> yeah. Little girl, yeah. you go on up there. And, you know, it's going so fast. You can only assume when it comes to a stop, her and everything on the platform is going to fly and explode. It's as bleak as it comes. Yeah, that that pie is splattered all over the ceiling. No one even noticed. What's, what's I mean, well, what the hell did you guys want to get to level two fifty five, and then it just like fireworks go off and it's like game over? Shit. <laughs> I mean, there was kind of a tone want. that was going on. I, I don't know what I wanted. That's why I say I think it's probably the right ending for that movie. But I still it needed it. it needed a bleak ending. Yes. I mean, in my opinion, everyone should have died. There was no right answer. There was yeah, it needed to be bleak. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> there we go. Well, there I, we I go, think, guys. I got gotcha. you. Or, or think, have the MC eat the girl at the end. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't feature this movie not having a bleak ending. Or like, how do you have a movie about like just shitting on people below you and uh, and all sorts of that stuff, and then just have like Disney creatures coming yeah. out and like surrounding? They them just all. end end it like the movie from the eighties, uh, April Fool's Day. Where everybody's dying, getting hacked up, and at the end it's like, oh, it's just a big joke, and everybody thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I always get the yeah. ending of April Fool's Day and Happy Birthday to me mixed up. Oh, 
Okay, how about this for an ending? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that one. So they get to the bottom of it. Everything goes. He walks off into the white light, and then it shows a scene almost like Dark City where you get to see it from the space level, and they're all strapped to the sides of the walls and containment units, and it's been a dream the whole time. No, I ain't dreaming. Also the Matrix. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, if he got out, and then he found out there was a bunch more towers. You know, yeah, all that, it was was towers. It's like the cube towers ending. all the way down. Yeah, yeah, that would be like a cube ending, though. Yeah, are they towers or are they are they uh, pits? Towers, uh, That's they're, like they're probably pits. Spoilers for a movie called House of Nine. <laughs> Did y'all ever watch that? Which what one? House of Nine with Dennis <laughs> Hopper. It was a fantastic yeah. movie, and no, it's very underseen. But it also had the cube ending spoilers, where like it's it literally they just wake up in a house and they're like, uh, they're like, you know, last one here gets a million dollars, and that's like the only the only thing. And so they're like, what the hell, you know? And then all of a sudden, whenever they have like acts of violence, they get a tray of food, you know, and they get rewarded. Or, or like if there wasn't violence for long enough, all of a sudden the temperatures just started rising. So it was very reminiscent to that. So that's also why I was like, man. Yeah, that sounds a lot like it. Yeah. And that's the Dennis Hopper movie. Yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic movie. It was early two thousand, maybe mid two thousands. Um and post post what? Speed. Speed? Yeah. <laughs> I heard people comparing it to uh, Snowpiercer by Bong Joon Ho. It felt no. a lot like I have not seen that one though. I haven't either. I had a I had a similar feeling too. Like it felt like a you know vertical snowpiercer in a way. I've never seen it. Everyone keeps telling me to watch it, but I'm like, man, I'm not into train movies. I haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't. This know show stops. Don't. Okay. the The movie The movie is fantastic. I've seen. Yeah, I've, the movie I've is it. brilliant. Yeah, I've yeah. watched it a bunch of times actually. Um, we'll say about a platform. I thought it was awesome that the most savage character was the guy with Down syndrome. <laughs> no, no, I thought that was awesome. Down no, no, I, yeah, I, I thought I, that was great because I mean, he was just—I mean, he was just honest and brutal. Yeah, and I was no, like, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think a, a lot of people are um, hesitant to show uh, like people with disabilities or you know things like that in a darker light. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, just because you're disabled doesn't mean that you can't be good or evil. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, he yeah. knew what he was going to do right. to survive. Yeah. That was yeah. just it. It was great. I, that <clears throat> scene there, like, I applauded. I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I mean, not even remotely speaking of which, but <laughs> I was just thinking about movies that uh, feature disabled people. I wanted to see that Peanut Butter Falcon movie, and I don't know anyone that did. Oh, my. But oh, it's oh, a good, uh, yeah, I heard it was good. I haven't seen it. Beautiful it's so movie. good. It looks so it good. Is. Like the opposite so tone good. of this film, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it really, really looks so good. And uh, it is great. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was my favorite movie of 2019. Really? And, 2019 was an awesome year for movies. Definitely top five for me. Really? I got yeah. to check it out. So good. Because, yeah, that, that film, the I saw the trailer and then honestly kind of forgot about it until now, uh, this conversation bringing that up. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've got to watch it. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to the platform. <laughs> but... Uh, 
No, I, I, you know, obviously, I, I totally blanked on all of the the evident uh, commie uh, propaganda stuff, but did not blank at all on the fact uh, on an allegory for like just class, you know, class warfare. Which oh, ties immediately into it, but it's like it's also me uh, not landing the dismount on connecting the dots. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, black dude when he was almost up to level five. Oh man, that was <laughs> wonderful, though. I mean, that if you're going to do a movie like that, you do a scene like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was brutal saying thing. I'd say like it, it didn't shy away from any of like the horrors that you would expect in this sort of situation, you know, um, it, it has some pretty brutal and also just mean, like, and, and spiteful kind of scenes. Right. And I thought it was interesting that like, um, you know, the, not your point of view character, but, uh, the, the first guy, his first cellmate, you know, it's just, he's so nonchalant about how the people in the upper floors, piss on you you piss on the people on the lower floors and when you get switched around you do it too you know there's no breaking yeah. the cycle yeah it's like as yeah. soon as you get the chance f everybody else yeah you know <laughs> if, if, if you think about it if you really put people in that situation it would probably be a lot like that yeah if you yeah. really put them in that tower or whatever the fuck it was with the hole with food coming down once a day for two minutes it would go it it would turn into madness. I mean, it would be a lot like that, how, how that turned out. The animal instinct would come out and everybody pretty much be fucked unless you're on the upper level. The breakdown of the main character that way really was effectively done because it did yeah. show that he tried so hard to be good and yeah. there was just no saving. Yeah. 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 What I love the most or what creeped me out the most about it is when they'd wake up on a new level and you could hear the screams from all the levels, people yeah, waking up yeah. and seeing what levels they're on. Some people, people start committing suicide, suicide and jumping down. Spoiler. The spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Remember at the end of Die Hard when uh, Han falls? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How the hell does he spoiler, teach potions at Hogwarts? <laughs> I even whipped my hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, I always wanted to start a band called Spoiler Alert, and we would just whatever the newest movie is, just write a song about the ending only. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be that so is, great. I would love to the be there when you sang about Tony heard. Stark dying. <laughs> 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 Spoiler. <laughs> or Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Wait a minute. What happened to Luke? Yeah, these are all very current he, references. He lost the hand. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm on episode three. Yeah. <laughs> he <was> his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as Palpatine isn't like Ray's grandfather or something super lame like that, I'm good. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, what? What? I don't know. I mean, just trying get, to wrap this up. What were, were, into what were the things cohesion. that you didn't like about it? How about that? Yes. But the ending, we all agree, blue. I think I it, worked. Right. it worked. It worked, but it sucked. Confusing. 
it, it was confusing though too when they got to that last level and he found the girl there. Yeah, everything seems to be in total ruin except this girl is clean, like she just got put there five minutes ago. And and if if she was there, did that other woman just never go all the way down? And and, and why not? Obviously, yeah, she stepped off. The platform's going to keep going down. We never I, even I, found I, her body. That's well, true. It, yeah. I don't think so. Not that I remember. Someone must have eaten her, right? <laughs> that would have been awfully fast. I mean, how long were they on the platform? It's two minutes of floor. Well, think about how hungry they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She rode the platform down. They're like Spoiler. human piranhas. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. She was a very good looking Asian lady who thought she was Marilyn Monroe. Spoiler. <laughs> Now they're sitting there. People who haven't watched it are like, "Oh, he just made that part up." Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why would she bring a ukulele? That doesn't even have make to any go sense. Fire up Netflix to know for sure. Well, why would that one chick bring a dog? That made no sense. <laughs> that yeah. made no sense. Yeah, that actually because yeah. she and she even knew what she was getting into. Exactly. Like, decided to break. like it wasn't going to get eaten. That's like people who bring their dogs to grocery stores and stuff. Yeah, like, but you, do you don't eat that? and shit on everyone at grocery lie. stores. <laughs> <laughs> like she knew the deal and she was just like I'll solve the platform by bringing my dog <laughs> this is going to prove everything everyone loves dogs right you know it really it takes it takes an animal having something happen to it before people will get up in arms there Other you go humans, screw them yeah there you go huh. I just thought it was going to be like Hole's mascot or something <laughs> you know, in a way, like the dog would put in just for a shocking element, though, because yeah. the dog, it, no one would have brought a dog, so yeah. it was there, it was there for shock value, so they could kill it and eat it and shock the audience. Yeah. Well, it must have been an allegory. Now that Chris has explained that to me. <laughs> it's an allegory for the most innocent in our society and how they are the most unfairly treated. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> or horseshit alert. I don't know which it is, but <laughs> So, <laughs> so we all liked it. None of us were, uh, Brian, you seem a little different on the ending uh, than the rest of us. You seem on the ending. Warmer. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's really, I think, you know, Chris said it, there's really no other way it could have gone, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, I feel like a happy ending tacked onto the end would have been disingenuous. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but I don't know, I guess it, it could have ended darker if you really wanted it to, but I'd say it was pretty, it was pretty bleak already. You know, uh, there, there wasn't really much else it could have done. Um, I don't know if it was a good ending, but it was probably the right ending. Yeah. You know, you know what I but, thought was a better ending that was in a similar vein was the ending to Sunshine. Have y'all seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, it, yeah, that's, that's a great really ending. bleak one, but it's just it, it was more powerful and exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but there was there was something on the line there. There's, you know, he's basically trying to save humanity in Sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This guy just wanted a college <laughs> degree. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Free, basically. What's his degree going to be in? Like, That's what I was wondering. Yeah. No. Survival, I guess. Survival? Vertical integration? 
Yeah. <laughs> it obviously Don Quixote a... spoilers. Co- co- yeah. <laughs> it was obviously Windows. a poli sci degree, Brian. Political science. Oh, obviously. <laughs> probably gonna become a chef. <laughs> <laughs> the most unbelievable part is that somebody would pick escargot as their fucking dish on that platform. Dude, I escargot. Love seriously. Yeah, but he pulled that out of his ass. They asked what his favorite meal was. He wasn't expecting it. He didn't know what he was getting into, so he just had a happy memory to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody wants escargot. Come on. I mean, that is their favorite it. meal anyway. I've Not had it before, favorite, but I, I do want to have it sometime. I like I mean, it. I mean, it's all right. I don't know. I tried it. Like it was, yeah. I've never had it. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I I don't know that I'd try it. Like I've I've also it's never been in a situation that. Like where it's like it's like eating snot. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can. And it's not. It's I, not at all. Clarify like, your point, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gross. It doesn't feel right in your mouth. <laughs> I guess my final thoughts on the platform is I will never watch it again. I don't regret watching it. And if they put out a sequel, I would definitely watch it in hopes that they fix the minor things I didn't like in the first. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched it twice, um, and I, I think I'd probably watch it again. I, I Wait, you watched it twice and didn't pick up on the communist stuff? I watched it the second time. <laughs> I didn't talk about my second viewing. My second viewing was last night. First viewing, actually, Patrick, uh, about a month ago, had said to check it out on Facebook, and I watched it that night the first time, and that's when I didn't pick it up. And then and since then, I'd talked with a buddy of mine that's like, ah, oh, I liked it, but it was total pro- commie propaganda. Fuck that movie. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, well, where'd you land on it? So then I watched it with that in my head last night. But yeah, I can see it now. But uh, I also fell asleep last night watching it. So I didn't... <laughs> Right. That's what I would do on a second watch. I'd be like, okay, this part's really cool. And then I would tune out for the ending. Yeah. Like I, I, I'd watch it again for the same reason that I've watched like saw movies multiple times. And I don't even really like most of the saw movies, (laughs) but they've got a scene or two that you're like, yeah, I'd like to see that again. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I actually, I would give it a, I'd give it a three and a half out of five, maybe even a four, because it's it's very inventive, even though it's a very simple plot. Now, obviously, it doesn't I'd I'd have to say three and a half out of five because the ending was not really good. That's where I would land on it. Yeah, I think I think I'm actually going to go four Uh um, because like it was I think it was a a cool idea. um, you know, l- like there, we talked about there were a bunch of things about both like uh, the ideas of tri- trickle down economics and the idea of communism and stuff. And neither one of them really seemed to work. You know, it was I also just am a fan of just bleak movies where nothing really works out. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is The Mist. Right. Oh. <laughs> Which has like the most Brain. downer ending possible. Ever. Right? Yes. <laughs> and, and so it's like, I, I love that kind of thing. And so the ending really didn't bother me too much or as much as it seemed to bother you guys. Um, so I don't know. I, I think a four. I liked it. Okay. Where would each of you guys on a one to five scale, what would y'all rate this film? I would 2.75. 2.75 from Chris. <laughs> All right, Mike. 2.75. <laughs> okay. All right. 2.75. Yeah, 2.5 for me. It's just middle of the road. Okay. Yeah. 
right. Yeah, I, I would I would give it a four. I mean, I don't look at it as any of the undertones of communism or whatever. I look at it as straight horror with the great gore and the bleakness. I think it's an excellent horror film without trying to read anything in. I yeah. I I really like I yeah, I'm kind of torn. I mean, not that it really matters. It's not like any of this shit, any of our ratings matter. But like, I I agree that like as far as this year goes, it's one of the stronger films. But in terms of like you know horror in general, <laughs> it's not anywhere near the top. But I enjoyed it. I like it. I would I would mm-hmm. definitely suggest anyone that hasn't seen it should check yeah. it out. I it's mean, worth. It's, on... it's definitely worth seeing at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it once. I mean, just for the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a more visceral cube. Yeah. Dude, the dude got chopped, spoilers, <laughs> by the laser grid into quivering cubes of man. This is not less visceral. Wait, are we talking about Resident Evil or are we talking about cubes? Oh, God. Or are we Captain talking Mo, about the Resident cell? Evil ripped off cube. Spoiler. 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 <laughs> spoiler. Come quivering on. cubes of man would be a great album name. Oh, dude. Yeah, for like some sort of like metal band or like some sort of band name. Spoiler I think alert. Cannibal Corpse probably has done that. <laughs> yeah, or or ska. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely ska. Like two tone ska for <laughs> sure. I think Ed just might have covered it. <laughs> the, the special's new album, Quivering Cubes of Man. <laughs> Dude, I would download that in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for for coming on. We we've enjoyed it. Uh Brian, you got uh, uh, I was just gonna say before we get out of here, you know, if you guys want to just tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you know, if they're if they're interested online or whatever. So you just Guess go around the room. <laughs> well, yeah. If we do that, uh, the, we need to probably specify who's talking when. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Patrick C. Harrison the Third, or you can go to my website, pc3horror.com. I post movie reviews and stuff like that almost daily. So. Okay. Uh, Michael. Uh, so <laughs> Gear Drury on Facebook. Don't ask. It's a character in a story that may eventually come out. And then uh, mennenbach.com for daily poetry. I put book news and stuff on there. Okay, Chris? Yeah, uh, authorchrismiller.com. I don't update it all that often, but that is a good way to get a hold of me or to find links to anything and everything I've got out there. I'm just Chris Miller on Facebook. uh, And I, you know, at CM Wordslinger on Twitter. At Chris Miller author on Instagram. I can't remember, but you'll find me. Just search my name. And we awesome. got a page on Facebook as well. Yes. Yes. All awesome. Right. All right. Well, th- thanks for coming out, guys. Thank y'all so much. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Um, Enjoyed it. And uh, join us next week when we will be covering Killer Raccoons 2. The film uh, you can check out on Amazon Prime and uh, Dust by Chris Miller. And we'll see you then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.